listening to episode 29, chapter 4 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Trisha Rhodes about her book, Sacred Chaos, Spiritual Disciplines for the Life You Have. Trisha specializes in helping others experience God's presence through practicing soul care. An adjunct professor for Fuller Theological Seminary and author of seven books, including the acclaimed The Soul at Rest, she is a practiced minister with over 40 years of experience. With a rich background in Christian spirituality and a Ph.D. in leadership studies, Trisha draws from a broad spectrum to create life-giving tools that can make anyone's spiritual journey relevant and meaningful. Have you ever tried to practice a new spiritual discipline like journaling or fasting and thought you had to understand how to do it perfectly? Maybe you, have, maybe you had to have the right journal and write about the right events in life and reflect on them perfectly. Or maybe you found yourself in an argument over what you should fast and whether or not it's proper to drink juices during a fast. At times, it's good to be precise with what we do. At other times, though, it's better to experiment a bit. We were all created with our own personalities, and the way each of us grow is often just a little different. Experimenting with spiritual disciplines isn't about finding your own personal path to growth, though. We all need to pray and communicate with God. But the way we communicate with God may come in different forms and in different places. In this chapter, Trisha talks about the value she's found in experimenting with the spiritual disciplines and how it helped her find growth in the chaos of life. One of the other things I love about your book is there's a great emphasis on experimenting with the spiritual disciplines in it. Um, number one, you take, I think, a very unique approach to all of the spiritual disciplines and just the way that you talk about and present them in each chapter. Um, but you're also very intentional about giving us calls to action at the end of each chapter. And you have explicit sections called experiments in prayer yeah. or experiments yeah. in uh, whatever it is. Um, so, number one, where did this idea of experimenting with the spiritual disciplines come from for you? Uh, was this something that you came upon because you needed it yourself? Or because uh, you also talk about Dark Night of the Soul in, in the book. And so I kind of want to move into that territory if you're comfortable okay. um, talking sure. about that. But, um, sure. but yeah, I'm curious as to how you came up with experimenting because... I would, it would never occur to me to experiment because again, it's, it's the bubble. This is the way I pray 30 yeah. minutes, read the Bible and a Psalm yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think again, it was, it was this, that season of my life where I had to experiment with prayer because I couldn't do what I'd always done. And that's why it became so rich for me, even though it never stopped being chaotic. Um, so, you know, I like the word experiment because I think the idea that there's some right way to do this is just so messed up because it's, that's not biblical. You, you just, that's, it may be one of the um, dark, the shadow sides of evangelicalism, you know, is that there's the right way to do these things and that aren't even in the Bible. So, um, <laughs> yes. but, and we can get pretty locked in, you know, like we, if we don't start, you know, we go through the ACTS, you make sure you're, you know, at or I don't remember them all. I used to do them all, all those. And I don't have any problem with any of those, but 
I just think there's times we just need to say, I can just try things and see what works because we have different personalities. You know, I love to journal and I saw you wrote a book on journaling and I think that's so exciting. And I love to journal, but I'm a writer. My husband, it's painful. It's painful for him. He'd probably do well with your book because just to write, you know, I've tried to get him to journal for our entire marriage. I finally gave up on, you know, it's not his personality. So why should I say this is what everybody should do just because it happens to be something that's, you know, wonderful for me. So that's why I say experiment. And and I think if you think of it as an experiment instead of thinking of it as a discipline or a, you know, something we're supposed to do, you'll actually have more fun with it and yes, you'll want to yes. do it more. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, two things. All those things we hold as like dogmatic ways of practicing the disciplines were experiments at one point. <laughs> like somebody <laughs> tried true. them. <laughs> that's so true. That is so Except true. Except for the Lord's Prayer. That's dogma. That's dogma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how often that's and true. how you yes. say it <laughs> and which one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Exactly. So even in that, there's some uh, some ways to practice. <laughs> and is it format or verbatim or, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I love that idea of experimenting because you're right. It does take the pressure off, at least for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, discipline, even though like, and I will teach on this and preach on it, that discipline has a bad rap and we shouldn't think of it as a bad word. Um, even in my mind, it holds a little bit of a yeah. painful yeah. place because it it represents pain in some way. Right. Right. And, and that, and that is a good thing. It, there, there is a place for that, but, um, that's where, that's where some of the growth happens that's is right. in those moments where you're stretched just a little bit farther than you've ever been stretched before. Exactly. Um, but experiments say it doesn't have to work out. I don't have to be quote successful with this. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I, I, like me personally, I'm experimenting with a different morning routine right now. So I had a I had a morning routine that I absolutely loved, and it really emphasized a lot of prayer. And I noticed a lot of some of my other time was being missed out because I was spending a little bit too much time in like prayer and meditation and stuff like that. And I wanted to emphasize a little bit more journaling and writing and scripture reading because honestly, some of my study had fallen to the wayside. So yeah. I'm going yeah. to adjust things and it almost feels sacrilegious to play around with your schedule like that to say, wait a second, am I really going to pray less? Like maybe I should wake up earlier and then, you know, we, we could talk about the whole spiritual discipline of sleep. Cause I believe Jesus wants us to sleep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. Going back to but, our episode with, uh, Evan Howard. Yeah. His idea of really just setting up these, uh, rules so that you can, follow for a little bit, examine how they're going after that. Yes. And then if something needs changing, change it. Then change it. But it's not like you have to settle into this rut that you're going to be in for the rest of your life. It's right. experiment yes. for a little bit, examine and change what you need to or adjust yep. where you need to. And that's so freeing because I've been very unsuccessful with this new routine. I mean, it's it's difficult. It's not a habit. And um, some days are really great. And when they're great, it feels great. <laughs> You know, but when, when you fail, then you sort of feel a little discouraged and, uh, you know, you have to try to figure out how to walk in grace like we talked about. And that's its yeah. own challenge. But sure. Um, the other thing, though, that it, it strikes me with experimenting is was experimenting um, a key component for you walking through some periods of your life where we often characterize them as the dark night of the soul? You talk about it in the book that you have gone through this. I don't know any 
um, I say good Christian, any mature Christian having followed Jesus for any length of time that hasn't gone through some sort of crisis of faith or deep struggle and valley. Um, and so if you're comfortable, can we talk about what the role of spiritual disciplines played in, in that period, if you don't want to get into details, and just and then how the Lord used those to help you lead and help lead you out of them? Yeah, I, I've had, you know, a few dark nights, but the one the re, the one that I would say is classic dark night and that it matched what Saints of Old wrote, where God just basically seemed to have disappeared for two years. Um, and I was pretty mature in my journey, so I don't think he does that that long for people earlier on. I don't think I would have survived. Um but I would say that the disciplines that I had in place, I was able to keep creating space and all again, all by grace. I don't think it was because I was disciplined. I think God used that those habits to enable me to create that space so that when he did show up, I was there. And um, he would have got me there anyway. But I look back on those times and I have to say, um, even in those empty, dark moments, because I was making space, somehow he was there in his absence, even more than sometimes he's been in his presence. I know that sounds really mystical, but that became my experience in the dark night. Yeah. No, and and we've talked to several guests about dark nights of the souls that they've gone through and um and, and they they say very similar things, right? Like and you can't understand it unless right. you have gone through something like that. Yeah. And that yes, you're right. Somehow in his absence he was more present there. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah. and you come away uh with a brand new take on the relationship and much closer because of it. You do. You come you come through with a deeper faith. Because I know for me, I came to the place where I was like, I, if I was going to walk away, this would be the time. Because, I mean, it's been a long time, God, and you are not showing up. And I couldn't walk away. Yeah. So to yeah. me, it was that simple. Okay, if I can't walk away, you know, it's kind of like, where else would I go? You have the words of life. You know, that's kind of became my mantra during that time. But if I could have walked away, I would have, but I couldn't. And that planted in me so deeply that it's always been all God. It's, it's never been because I got it right, or I did the right discipline, or I was diligent enough. It's always been him and always will be. That's why I really like uh, Lewis's analogy of uh, troughs and peaks in the, in the screw tape letters where he describes, uh, well, the Wormwood, the, the lower demon tempter is describing the, the joy that he has because his patient is going through this trough period where he's really dry and, and things aren't going so well. And screw tape warns him, no, no, that's, that's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> because good. Yeah. At times God withdraws his hand. And uh, he says there toward the end of the letter, if, if only the will to walk is really there, he's pleased even in their stumbles. And so it's those, yeah. those trough periods where, yeah, like you, like you're describing, where else are we going to go? And God's pleased in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that can really only come from a place of having known who God is before that. And and, and so I just, I really 
want to encourage people who are listening, if you're going through something like this or um, if you encounter it, um, you, you know, understanding who God is. I, I have a thing where I now say um, uh, theology saved my life uh, because I, I lost my mother three years ago uh, to suicide and so had mm. to go through a dark, it still, you know, deal with it. And, um, and so again, but latching on to who God is, who he really is and, and, and those experiences with him, you can't yeah. just simply walk away and say, there's no such thing as God. Like he doesn't exist. He doesn't love me because I've had those experiences. And so in those moments of darkness and, and loneliness, you have to sort of say, I think, I think you're right with the spiritual disciplines continue to go and to meet him to make that yeah. space and um even though it might not feel like it um he's there he's meeting he's meeting you and uh you are growing through it even though it's it's discipline it's painful mm-hmm. and so um yeah anyway and I, I think experimenting with the spiritual disciplines can help it, it's at least helped me to say again if for no other reason that freedom to say i don't have to be I don't have to follow God in this cookie cutter way that he's created yes. me uniquely and I can meet with him in whatever the day demands and whatever way he demands of me. So, yeah, I, I'll just add, I, uh, one of the things I've been doing now for the last year or so is um, I do a lot of doodling and it's interesting because I mean, I'm, I have my PhD. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I love to study learnings, my top strength. But there is something about letting my and no, I would never let anyone else see it, you know, but it's just me and God. And there's something about that that just sets me free. I I just doodle scriptures and I doodle intercessions and I just it's just a new and that's I would never have done that before because I thought there was a right way. But that was just experimenting and having some fun with God. And I actually discovered that in the process I was really connecting at a deeper level with them because it, it just settled me in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is an interesting discipline that I've seen pop up in recent years is the, uh, the Bible journaling art yeah. stuff. And, yeah. uh, it's been, re- yeah, it is fascinating. And, uh, so it's good to hear that, uh, that's, that's been helping you. And so, uh, I haven't yeah. heard anybody like that I would consider authoritative talk about it, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I'm in a Facebook group where they do it. And so I, I yeah. enjoy yeah. looking at it, but, um, well, so, yeah. I'm, the, here's the thing. I'm not an artist and I get bogged down when I see, I love all that, but I can't draw. I can't even draw stick figures. So that's kind of what's freeing to me about it is it's something I really can't do. I can't excel at. So there's no performance in it. I'm just doing it because it, it gets me really still. It lets me meditate on what I'm writing in a way that um, is just somewhat freeing. So that's the whole idea about experimenting is I have no idea what might work for you. I know people who walking is the, their best way to connect deeply with Jesus. And that would never work for me. You know, I, I can enjoy it once in a while, but that's not going to be my practice. So, Developing habits of practicing spiritual disciplines can be very helpful to our spiritual lives. Those habits help us stay consistent and keep us walking with Christ each day. But as helpful as they are, our habits and routines can become ruts. When we get stuck in a spiritual rut, we need to know that we have permission to experiment with the spiritual disciplines. You can change how or when you pray, 
Or perhaps you've had a major change in your life that disrupts your normal routine. Don't feel like you have failed as a Christian. Instead, find creative ways to make space for God throughout the day. But here's one experiment I think everyone should try at least some point in their lives. Try journaling your prayers. But don't feel pressured to fill up an entire page. Simply write out a prayer to God expressing what you hope to get out of the day. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Trisha and her work, check out soulatrest.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Trisha tells her story of coming to recognize God's grace in her life. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. 